I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You may have missed this over the weekend. Very important. Uh, President Joe Biden spoke at the National Police Officers Memorial Service in Washington, D.C. Last year, 264 officers were killed in the line of duty, uh, the highest number since 1974, according to National Law Enforcement Officers. Ogden City Police Chief Eric Young joins us now to discuss our fallen officers from here in the state of Utah and uh, what the path forward looks like. And uh, Chief Young, we uh, really appreciate you making some time for us today. Hi, boy. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, tell us just a little bit about uh, who went back and uh, the tributes that were, were paid over the weekend. Well, I, I was I was very proud of Ogden City. We had a contingency of uh, 40 people um, that went to D.C. just from Ogden, and uh, Provo obviously had a large contingency as well. We were able to meet with them during the trip. But we had uh, not only family and obviously uh the spouse of, of Nate, but we had uh, his squad mates who worked most closely with him. We had our mayor, our chief administrative officer, or uh, what would call city manager, and two of our council members attended as well. Uh, that's uh, wonderful. I want to play just uh, real quick um, from President Biden's uh, address yesterday or over the weekend. Uh, he talked about just how much we actually expect out of our police officers. Take a listen. We expect you to be everything. We expect everything of you, and it's beyond the capacity of anyone to meet the total expectations. Being a cop today is a lot harder than it's ever been. And uh, Chief Young, I know that uh, we continue to, to mourn the loss of, uh, of Officer Lyday and uh, grieve with his family as you were back there as you listened to the president what were some of uh some of your thoughts yeah well i really appreciated the president's remarks on saturday i, I thought he hit several points right on the head that we are asking more than ever of our police officers um, not just here in utah but nationwide and i think society is is starting to realize there's there's some other interventions available that can can help complement or replace police response in areas of mental health um, homelessness, and in Ogden, we're trying to lead that charge. You know, we have a mobile crisis outreach team. We have a, a homeless service advocate program with two homeless service advocates. So I, I think the nation is seeing um, what we've probably seen ahead of the curve here in Utah and what we're trying to do to address issues and, and take some of that burden off their officers because it's not only difficult, but it, it's very dangerous right now. Yeah, and I, I think that's another really important point is, is making sure that, and you've done this so well in North Ogden in terms of making sure you're addressing all of those needs, making sure that the right resources are available at the right time in the right way. Uh, so often our police officers take so many things on them uh, that are well beyond what uh, they are supposed to do or can do. Uh, and uh, the president addressed this a, a little bit uh, on Saturday as well. well. I believe with all my heart 
There's nothing you're unable to do if we equip you. That we can unite this nation and fight our common foes. Anger, resentment, hatred, extremism, racism, lawlessness, violence, disease, joblessness, hopelessness. As you listen to that, uh, Chief, what are some of your reflections in terms of what that means uh, in terms of a path forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the path forward, obviously, um, I think the problem is across the country is the path forward looks so different to so many Mm. people across the country. So we're going to have to find some common themes we can unite on. Uh, You saw where uh, police reform legislation recently failed um, to make it out of the House and the Senate in Washington because there's such diverse opinions on what that is. So I think we just need to find some common themes. Uh, Number one is the honor of policing and the nobility of policing and the communities come together and, and hold their police departments highly, highly accountable but then they support them with all their heart um, and they get behind them and understand they have a difficult, difficult job that less and less people want to do today. So I think we want, we work on those areas of, of where we can increase accountability for our police officers and then where we come together as a community to support our police departments. Uh, I, I think that support for our officers is is such a critical part of this conversation. And uh, I, I think you framed it so perfectly, uh, Chief Young, that that it is easy to look at this at a broad national perspective and it's easy to get caught in, uh, you know, what that could be or should be from a national level. But these are really local uh, things happening. And as you mentioned, you know, if we can have great transparency, great accountability, really clear vision and mission in terms of the role, and then that we have that support recognizing what a difficult job it is, uh, to make sure we get back to, a, I think, where a lot of this begins, and that is this is about community uh, and that connection between our law enforcement, our police officers, uh, and our citizens. Uh, that's really where this has to begin. I think you're absolutely right, Boyd. I think, uh, I mean, the community has to believe, um, view their police department as, as not separate from them but part of them. You know, just a representation of, of the community and, and just doing, filling a role to help uh, protect their community and, you know, and help their community and serve their community. So anything we can do to drive that forward, I, I, I'm so proud of how we do that up here in Ogden City and the support we have from our community, our mayor, our CAO, our city council. And I think that's true across Utah. And I think uh, Utah should be very proud of what we do in this state in regards to policing. Um, obviously, we've had a few black guys over the years. Every profession has. But, um, you know, I've spent time at the, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, National Academy in Quantico, three months studying with police leaders from around the, around the country and around the world. And what I came away with is that we really just do a great job in Utah. Um, we have great police forces and we have great police leaders here in Utah. Yeah, it, it is a, a great model. And as you said, not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but always striving and, and, and ahead of the curve on so many of these issues relating to law enforcement that I think are a really good uh, model for the nation. Uh, before I let you go, Chief, uh, just any other reflections from uh, your time in Washington? I do think it was significant that North Ogden sent 40 people uh, to be part of this National Police Officers Memorial. Again, uh, President Joe Biden was there and, and spoke very appropriately, I think, in terms of the challenges, uh, really a deadly time in law enforcement uh, and a time where we do need to come together. But any other observations or takeaways uh, from your uh, your trip back to D.C.? 
Yeah, it was. It was, and just so everyone's clear, it was Ogden City. Unfortunately, that we uh, suffered that loss, and it was the Ogden City. We are there is a North Ogden that's separate, <laughs> so everyone understands. But um, it, it's really a moving experience, and I know. Um, in speaking with everyone who was there, the family and and Ashley and um, our mayor and our council members, they were very moved by the experience. Um, Police Week in Washington D.C., which have, would have typically been in May, is just a true coming together of the police community to just mourn together, uh, mourn for the loss of our, you know, our fallen brothers and sisters. And so there's a lot of camaraderie and a lot of fellowships um, shared during that week. And uh, we just kind of pick each other up and have each other's backs and, and move on together. Uh, such great insight and appreciate your service and your efforts. Uh, Eric Young is the Ogden City Police Chief. And uh, we appreciate you representing the state and, of course, uh, paying tribute uh, to an officer lost uh, last year, Nate uh, Lyday, uh, and to his family. And again, I think an important point for the country to come together to make sure that we uh, provide our law enforcement with the resources they need, uh, not just in terms of, of equipment, uh, but to deal with so many of those issues, whether it's homelessness, whether it's addiction, uh, whether it's mental health, all of those things are, are so vital. Uh, Eric Young, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Ogden City Police Chief, appreciate your perspective, appreciate your service. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, did the vaccine lotteries in various states do anything to up our nation's vaccination rate? Some price, Some surprising research coming up next. What really motivates us to act? Let's figure it out. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. 